The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data, Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to New Media Week on the MarTech Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about the strategies, tactics, and technologies you need to think about when launching a media business. Joining us today is Colin Kinsella, who is an advisor to the Essentials Newsletters, which are a series of industry newsletters that use AI to identify the most influential thinkers on social media to find content that cuts through the noise and delivers the media that trusted thought leaders and experts are reading. So far this week, Colin and I have talked about his career as a marketing media maven. We talked about some of the changes that he's seen in the media landscape. We've also talked about why newsletters are new again and why big social is focused on them. And yesterday we talked about the notion of creating content for newsletters, whether it's better to create AI or have content creators produce the content themselves. And today we're going to continue the conversation talking about trust and brand safety concerns when it comes to media buyers. All right, here's the last installment of New Media Week with Colin Kinsella from Essentials Newsletters. Colin, happy Friday and welcome to the last episode of New Media Week on the MarTech Podcast. It's been a great week. Thanks for having me, Ben. Excited to have you here. Yesterday, we finished our conversation talking about newsletters and how there is this notion of whether the artificial intelligence, you know, whether we can do a link roundup and provide value in a newsletter by just aggregating data and content for our audience. And that's great in a lot of examples. It's probably what we're going to end up doing for the MarTech podcast. And then there are some creators that are great about giving opinions, where there is no artificial intelligence, at least for now, that can create an opinion, craft what is essentially a blog post, and distribute it out effectively. I'm not so sure about that one, though. So let's see how quickly that comes. Well, not yet that we know of. Maybe there's a blog post writing machine a typewriter that writes itself. Either way, whether you're using a link roundup type email, artificial intelligence driven, God, I hope you're not doing that manually. It's very painful. Or you're a content creator that's you know circulating your content, distributing it in a newsletter. One of the big things that matters most to the people that pay for that content is the ability to trust that brand and the brand safety concerns. So talk to me a little bit more having experience as a media buyer when you're evaluating the opportunity to work with a creator, to work with a newsletter publisher, what are some of the concerns that you have? You look at their history, see what they've done, if they take too many risks, 
etc. You're as a brand, you're trying not to turn off people. So you're trying to make sure that you're delivering within your scope the kind of brand that you want to be and therefore the kind of brand that you will surround yourself with and the shows and the content areas that you're willing to put that brand because it's obviously an incredibly huge asset for a company. So there's a lot of safety rules in there. And I think when I look at Fabio and what they're doing, it's a very interesting dynamic because first of all, if you just look at what's happened when Apple just recently decided to put the button if you don't want us to track you, please hit this button. And 94% or 95% of all people said, I don't want to be tracked. So there's a whole kind of now new way you're trying to figure out how do we get to people. And I think with that huge opt-out number, we're going to have to figure something else out, at least from a newsletter perspective, which means you have to come at this with incredibly kind of new, interesting thinking and new ways of creating content quickly and to the point that you can then package so that people are able to read what you've been able to put together. And I think right now, the opportunity is really high. And that's why I think people are doing things like Substack, why Twitter is getting into that business, because it does feel like this whole area is starting to break into different pieces of which Twitter and Substack and people like Fabio, we're all going to be in this position where who you are, what you're talking to people about, how you're talking to them is going to make a world of difference. And that brand is going to be of utmost importance for people to then filter. I don't want to read that. I want to read this because it's from Essentials. I credit this to Gary Vanderchuk, which is the notion that your audience is going to be more valuable than anything else you have moving forward. And I'm paraphrasing how he would describe it. But essentially, audience is the new money. If you have a following, if you have the ability to distribute your media to a large number of people, that is a monetizable asset. And it's something that once it's established is relatively hard to lose. Sure, you can do something stupid. Brands can lose it. And I think when I talk to you about what a brands have to worry about, it's like the first thing you have to do is check out the creator's content see how controversial they are and understand if you think they're going to be in a position to put your brand in a bad light. But at the end of the day, this game that we're talking about is kind of like the the new rich model where content creators are creating their own audience and they're able to monetize access to that audience. And that's becoming increasingly more invaluable to brands because some of the other tracking methodologies that we've become accustomed to aren't going to be around forever if they still are. The iOS 14.5 and the disappearance of cookies and all of the tracking things that are happening and the privacy concerns are the tip of the spear here. At the end of the day, that means that brands are going to be investing more in content creation and in creators. So when you're a brand and you're thinking about how to vet a creator, you're going to look at their content. And so far, you know, hey, I'm thinking about working with the MarTech podcast. They haven't said anything too stupid. Okay, great. I'm going to put a tremendous amount of money towards, you know, a campaign with my podcast or the Essentials newsletters. Just looking at someone's previous content is one way to think about building brand trust and safety. What are some of the other things that brands need to do to make sure that not only they're reflected in the best way, but also that their investments are protected? Well, on the investment side, obviously, they're both linked. They have to be able to create 
in a way that is consistent and yet still novel. And they've got to bring forward interesting ideas. And when you look at essentials and what they're able to bring forward, there's a list of unbelievable kind of an unlimited amount of subject matter that the AI machine can help pull for them. And so you can create content with half the staff, if you will, and make content even twice as good, or at least the pro and the con becomes much smaller as you go forward. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then. And instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. Yeah, I think that, you know, yesterday we were talking about the difference between a creator-focused newsletter, somebody essentially writing and distributing a blog post through a newsletter, or doing the link roundup. And I think that there is a brand and trust safety element. When you are looking at a link roundup, you can look at how trusted sources are. Artificial intelligence can basically read what is not only the audience that is consuming content, how it's being shared, but also you can look at some of the ways that people are interacting and engaging with that content. Is this a controversial topic? Let's scan through the comments and see what people are writing about. You know, if it's political, you might get some dirty stuff. Right. You don't even need to scan it. It'll tell you. It happens automatically. You know where it is on a scale of one to 10. Yeah. And I think that That's kind of a tip towards when you're thinking about trusting a newsletter, building brand safety and making sure that you are getting what you paid for. A, you're probably going to get less controversial topics when you're not relying on a single person to write the content, when you're mining the internet for what the best of the best is. And B, you're going to get more consistency out of a newsletter that is more the link roundup and probably one that's driven by artificial intelligence because you're able to sort through so much content. You know that the content that's going to be in there should be relevant because you're looking at more data signals. Right. And that's kind of an interesting virtuous cycle. The better you get, the more people like, the more they like, the more they want, et cetera. And it ends up being a very kind of virtuous cycle. 
and the trust and the brand safety starts to come together because of its consistency. And now you have a brand that people are like, oh, I've only known this brand for a short period of time, but I love it. And it's self-fulfilling. So you've had experience working as a media buyer for a meaningful amount of time. You've had a career's worth of experience placing high-profile brands across multiple channels. When you think about how brands should be evaluating working with newsletters, how much should they be investing in creating their own content or being sponsors or participants, advertisers of other ones, what advice do you have for someone who's thinking, all right, I got to take advantage of the rise of newsletters today as a media buyer? I think everybody should be looking into newsletters, given the power of newsletters. I think it has always been a, if there's 15 steps, it would be the 14th step, kind of the notion. But bring it forward because newsletters are much more powerful than they've ever been. And the connection to readers has never been closer because readers are more consistent coming back to the content versus social media that is all over the place. The media landscape is changing. Uh, The way that we track is changing. The platforms that are going to have the most accurate data might be changing as well. At the end of the day, if you want to be the most targeted, working with creators that have built audiences where they have direct access to communicate to that very specific audience is an incredibly powerful way to reach your target consumers. Now, whether you're talking about artificial intelligence and being able to filter out some of the brand trust and safety concerns, or whether you're working with an individual creator, somebody that has a reputation, at the end of the day, what you're really focusing on is working with their audience. So understanding not only what the medium is, understanding who the audience is, understanding what value you're getting in terms of placement availability, timing, and most specifically, your call to action. Understanding what you're trying to accomplish from that media buy is what's going to drive the end business results. Colin, you've gone through this a bunch. You've had a career's worth of experience. I think it's fascinating that now you're dedicating your time focused on newsletters. Any last words, bits of advice for the marketers that are thinking about focusing on either being a creator and building their audience or being a media buyer working with those creators? I think if you're a media buyer or the other, I think the key is to keep your eyes open, your ears open, and pay attention not to what you did yesterday, but what you should be doing tomorrow. All right. And that wraps up New Media Week on the MarTech Podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Colin Kinsella, advisor of Essentials Newsletters. If you'd like to get in touch with Colin, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter. His handle is Colin Kinsella, C-O-L-I-N-K-I-N-S-E-L-L-A. Or you could visit his company's website, which is essentials.news. That's E-S-S-E-N-T-I-A-L-S dot news. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our once a week newsletter and you can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. 
And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.